All right, tonight we're going to uh, um, take some testimonies. So if you have a testimony, uh, get that ready. And while we get those ready, let me just mention our anniversary services I did this morning. Uh, we, are, we are planning for a dinner that is catered, and so we're looking forward to that where we can spend our time together and not have to have, you know, a team that, that's preparing and serving and, and uh, concerned with all that hustle and, and bustle of, of that. So we're glad to be able to do that. Now, that does require us to, to, uh, to pay for that, and so we're asking families to pitch in. Now, if you um, cannot, for, for whatever reason, if you cannot make that, then we don't want, and you can spread this around. I know we're, we're thin tonight, but let everybody else know, and I'll mention this again on Sunday, but as you talk to people, let them know if they can't afford that, they should come anyway. We don't want anyone to stay home because they didn't think they could pay for the meal. So let everyone know that. And, and as uh, a compliment to that, if, if you want to give a little bit more so that others can, can uh, uh, have their contribution taken care of, you're free to do that. So we just listed an amount that's based on, on what we expect to have and, and uh, how much we expect to pay. And so if you want to to give to that, <coughs> if you're willing to give, if you're willing to give extra, then fine. If you don't have that to give, we still want you to be a part of, of that service and that dinner, and uh, we want to enjoy that together. All right. Um, and I think the amount we mentioned this morning was 15 per, per individual, and then the families of three or more at $40. And so um, that is... Uh, that is a good price. That, that's, that's, uh, we know what we're getting. We had this cater for our, our uh, Valentine's dinner, and it was excellent. So we're looking forward to having that again. So praise God for that. All right. Um, we also want to, I also want to remind you of our question and answers. We have a question and answer box. We want you to make use of that. If you have any questions that come up, um, one question that I didn't get in a box, but I did get in some other form, and that's about our children, membership, baptism, and the Lord's Supper. And the question uh, that, that I get asked often is, at what time should our children um, be able to participate? What time should they be baptized? At what age or what point should they be baptized? At what point should they participate in the Lord's Supper? And at what point can they be members? Let me start with the membership first. Um, membership is reserved for adults, and so when an individual uh, becomes of adult age and they desire membership, we want them to take the same process as anybody, and that is to go through new membership class and uh, be voted on by the church um, to be accepted as a member. So that's, that's children, uh, whether they are that's everybody, whether, whether they are older or younger. We're going to wait till they're 18 or older and go through the same process that everybody else goes through. Baptism. Well, let me start with the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper first is that unless you are saved, then you should not be taking Lord's Supper. Um, what if my child understands salvation and professes salvation? Should they take Lord's Supper? Um, I'm going to advise you as a parent to, to, to teach them. Why don't you come and, and talk to me individually about that? The concern I will have is to make sure 
the, the same concerns that I'll have with, with baptism that I'll mention in, in a little bit. Um, I'm under um, the thought that, that Lord's Supper is a church endeavor. It is something that Christ has given to the church to, to practice, um, and it should be done in the church. Now, the church means those who are believers and part of the local church. And uh, since we don't have membership for uh, children, and I would advise children to not take communion until they become members. Um, that is not a biblical standard, but that is something that, that we, um, I'm going to encourage us to follow here. Now let me talk about um, um, baptism. I think there, there is an exception to that. If they, if they get older and they have, they have shown uh, an independent desire to trust the Lord and to walk with that, then we can talk, I think, as parents and as a leadership team individually and see where your child fits in in that regard. Uh, that, so it's not a, a legal high. It's not a, um, it's not a, it's not a hard shelf that, no, they're 17 and in nine months we're going to wait till they're 18. So we can, we can talk about that. But let me talk about baptism. I've had several individuals ask me about um, baptism and at what age should they be baptized. The one requirement that I see in scripture is that a person be saved, that they be saved, that they be trusting Christ as Lord and Savior. The difficulty with children is, do you know, uh, not only do they understand the facts and the, the terms of the concept of salvation, but are they truly saved and have they given evidence of that? One of the things that, that I like to see and that we require this of members is to show evidence of your salvation, that you know what you believe and you actually believe that and are living that out in your life. Um, here's the difficulty with children is that um, are they doing that because of their upbringing and their being in a home or are they doing that because that is their heart's decision? And I actually want parents to spend some time and wait and struggle with that. I want you to look for evidence in, in your son or daughter that they are truly believing. Um, I think as you preach the gospel to them, you should be doing that early in their life. You should be praying for them before they're even born. You should be speaking to them about the gospel, singing it in your home. It should be coming all the way through. And so you're going to have several opportunities to, to share the gospel and you may even have several opportunities where they come and they say, I believe in God. And then you understand a little further. They understand a little further. And, and they understand who Christ is. They understand what Christ did. They understand that mom and dad love the Lord. And they want to be like mom and dad. Those are good steps and good development. What I'm looking for is do they have the independence enough to show that they um, of themselves want to walk in obedience to the Lord and trust Christ. Um, being a preacher's kid, we, uh, we are, we've, we've seen, uh, oftentimes you see people brought up in church, and then when they get older, they go their own, right, own way. And people say, well, they backslide when they get older. I don't think that's the case at all. I think in, in many cases, people don't show what their true nature is until they have a uh, um, an opportunity to show a decision of their own. 
And oftentimes when they leave the home, they decide to live as they please. And you don't really know where they stand until they have that opportunity. So I want to encourage people, I want to encourage parents to look for evidence of an independent decision on that son or daughter's part to trust in Christ and to live in obedience to that. And um, I'm going to depend on you telling me and actually convincing me that that is the case and um, that they have that kind of faith that, that has chose its evidence. And so um, that's kind of what we're, we're looking for. The other thing is, is that um, it's not going to be based on an age so that uh, we have several children here. So when they get to be 12, um, you know, uh, child number one, um, was baptized when they were 12. So I'm 12 now, can I be baptized? It's going to be based on the individual development of that child. You as a parent, how are you seeing that child? How are they developing? How have they shown the evidence of their salvation? Let's talk about that with you as a parent and us as a, as a pastor and as a leadership team. And let's look at the evidence for that. And let's talk with the child. Let's see where their understanding is and see where their testimony and their faith is. And uh, let's make a decision based on that. I am going to err on the wait side rather than the rush side. So I'm, I'm letting parents know that now. I'm going to err on the wait. I would much rather them saying, when can I be baptized? When can I be baptized? When? I already have people doing that. When can I be baptized? Say, I'm glad you're anxious and excited to be baptized. I'm thankful that that's your heart's desire. I'm going to wait a little while till I see that that is you independent, not stirred by your parents or, or pressure there or by siblings or others you see in the church who've, who are, who've done that. You want to do that too. But I want to see that that's your heart's desire and your testimony is one of a true, genuine conversion to Christ, a change of heart, a change of nature that you have done individually. And so we're going to be looking for that in each individual. I don't mean to make that very difficult or, or, or hard, but it is individual. It's not based on my cousin did this or my brother did this, and he did it when he was 11 or he did it when he was 10, and so I'm, I'm, I should be there too. So it's not going to be based on that. All right. Any questions? Parents? Grandparents? Great-grandparents? Recently, in our Truth Seekers, we just taught about um, baptism, Lord's Supper. In our uh, Sunday School Catechism, we talked about those as well. And so I expect to get some, some questions on those. And I love those questions. I love to, um, to, to see a young person wanting to obey God. I can say this, that it's, it's not a sin to wait to be baptized. You say, well, shouldn't I obey God? Yes, you should. And you can be saved. And you can trust in, in Christ while you're waiting for others to see the evidence of that and to say, yes, we agree you should be baptized. And that might, it may take a little while for us to get to that point. It may take a few years. Um, but in the meantime, you're still walking. You know why that's not a, a sin? You're still walking in obedience. You're walking in submission to the leadership of the church. And they say, wait. And so you're obediently waiting until that happens. Any other questions that I should ask myself for, for your sake? 
<laughs> All right, let's get ready for testimony time tonight. All right, we have two mics given out. Heidi will be first. Well, I wanted to say one last week, so I'm glad I got you. <laughs> I was teasing him last week when he ended early. But um, I did really want to say how much I appreciated um, the Sweetheart's Dinner. And I really wanted... Um, Charmone, if you can tell Lawrence, too. I know he does a lot of work, but Charmone does do so much work. And I just think about where it was. I mean, I've been at every single one of your dinners, Charmone. I'm pretty sure Brian and I have. And I remember we're in the first one, and now how it is, you know, how many years has it been? Maybe six years. And I've just seen how much she's grown and how she's done events and even just how much, you know, the food has gotten better every year and the entertainment has been awesome. So I just thank the Lord for that. And Brian and I were talking about our marriage on the way um, – to church then the next morning and just thanking the Lord for our marriage and um, and I told Brian I said you know we there's so many things to take for granted but I do thank the Lord for Pastor Brian and Donna's marriage um, I know that that's why Brian so much of why Brian is the way he is in my home and for me my mom and dad um, the example I saw from them and I just want to thank the Lord for that because um, we can easily take that for granted but many that struggle you ask them about their parents and you find out what they saw when they grew up and sometimes that's very very difficult and so it's very difficult to break horrible patterns and horrible habits. And so when you have that example, we should not take that for granted. We should go forward and help our sons to be those kind of husbands that we have seen. So mm -hmm. praise Amen. the Lord. Man, we can second that. What a, um, you know, it's a lot of work to do something like the uh, Valentine's dinner. It, it's a lot of effort, a lot of work. And uh, it comparatively, we don't get a, a, uh, a huge turnout in, in terms of all of the church. But I can say this, I've enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, each one that I've gone to, just just enjoy being a part. I don't know why others don't don't make it a point to to uh, to do it. I want to encourage others to do it. Uh, if, if you, uh, as a couple, you should have a date night and you should have a regular time to spend together. Now, in fact, one of the activities we did at Valentine's Day was to, um, or for the Valentine's dinner, was to come up with ideas for date night. And so as, as couples, you should come up with ideas. They do not have to be expensive. Um, they do not have to be something that, that has a reservation and has to be planned out in way in advance. Um, use your creativity and have it. Now, if you have a date night, and if you eat and go out to dinner, it's easy to spend $25 or more going out to just a fast food restaurant almost. Um, and so I think the price that, that we have had for our Valentine's dinner has been right in line and, and something that is affordable for, for most. So um, when we have it again, I want to encourage uh, couples to take advantage of that. It's funny to me, you know, people come to me and say, Pastor, we need things for people to do in church they should have some fun activities and I go you know you're right then I mention a few that we have and I say have you gone to those uh well uh, uh don't say anything else to me then <laughs> take advantage of the fun activities that we have and then be a part of, of um, making more happen if we, if we need that to happen. And that's what Lawrence and Charmone have done. And I, I praise God for them. All right, uh, who's next? Ruby? I just want to thank God for my salvation, first of all, and then the teaching that I'm getting here at Sweet Communion. 
And I was thinking about Pastor message this morning. We were talking about the, uh, the uh, whooping that Israel would get in and knock down or cut down. What's the word? Uh, hew. Hew, right. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. And uh, I felt like that was me, and I feel like uh, I be priding myself on how I try to be uh, obedient and and on different walks in my life and how I be doing with, with serving God. And I be like, well, seem like I be getting a whooping all the time. I ain't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little white lie every now and then. And I was thinking about this, the way I live, and so I was thinking about how I pride myself on uh, my health and uh, my finances with me living on a fixed income, how I, I budget myself and how I can manage to save or how I can dress with just a little bit, you know. And so I guess uh, Satan was like, uh-huh, those two places I can hit her, you know. <laughs> so there's a messing with my finances and my health, you know, I lost my health insurance. But it mm -hmm. just makes me sad, you know, but I'm hanging in here. But mm. uh, I just wanted to bring y'all up to date. Um, Susan Holt told me to keep calling and calling about my money. So I called uh, Thursday, and they said they uh, sent it out the 7th of this month, so I should have it. So I looked into my account, and they only gave me $609. So I called back, and they said, because I had the insurance for nine days in January, their insurance was $27 a day. So nine times 27, they had to take that 240 some dollars. So but that's all right, I got 600. And, and so, you know, my son had paid my rent. And so uh, I told him I was gonna pay him back. So when I got my money, I paid him back 300, but I still owed him three. So I was thinking this all I got now, the 200 plus the 600. And bills, this money's still not over. I got ins insurances, on insurances, you know, life and auto. And so I, I looked at my PayPal account, and I transferred the money, you know, from Chase to PayPal, and I sent my son 300 And he hit me back on the family chat line and said, why are you sending me money in all caps? <laughs> you know they're yelling when they put all caps. Why are you sending me money? So I said, I owe you 300 He said, you don't owe me nothing. I'm sending it back. So, <laughs> so I was so glad he sent it back to me. So Amen. Amen. Yeah, so now I got uh, 600 in my checking, and I got 300 in my PayPal account. So I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to thank God for that, and thank y'all for helping me so much. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what a blessing to to hear how you view that, you know, is that you're rich because you, <laughs> because you have that. You spend money wisely, and, and I know those who have helped you um, don't mind helping um, a person who, who spends their money very, very wisely. It's not extravagant in anything, and, and um, I think Brian had mentioned this morning is that we have to share with each other our needs, and when you have someone who has a genuine need and is faithful serving the Lord, it's a joy um, to help out. And so let, let the church know where there's need so that people can, can have that opportunity to, to come alongside you and, and to help out in, in ways. Well, one thing I've learned is that others aren't rich who help out, but they, they're blessed by God. And, and God 
gives them an opportunity and who knows later down that month or a couple uh, weeks later they may need to help and, and, and God to supply that need too and so praise God for how he supplies the need through his people who's next Shell uh, first I want to thank the Lord for getting me here with no keys I drove my car <laughs> to church then got out and realized I didn't have my keys they stuck in the back door so my husband's supposed to be bringing them so I can get back in it to go back home. But I, Just I trying thank to get the Lord him to church, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I thank the Lord for your prayers, um, for praying for me. I was super scared um, when I found out that I had to have an MRI because I was like, why do I have to have an MRI? And I was just real worried about it. But when I realized Sweet Communion was praying, yeah. and <laughs> I was like, they pray so hard. And I was so happy that they were praying because the devil was in my ear. And he was saying stuff like, you're you going to die. You got a tumor. You got a blood clot. It was just all kind of stuff. And um, I just thank the Lord. I even had told little Mario, your mama going to die. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord told me to give it to him. And I did. And I gave it to him. And when I gave it to him, I didn't worry no more. I didn't cry no more. It was just, thank you, Matthew. It was just, uh, I just felt so much at peace when I knew. I'm mm -hmm. like, the Lord just kept saying, they praying for you. What are you worrying about? And I said, okay, I'm going to give it to you, Lord. I put it in a jar. And I said, okay, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to just pray every day faithfully. And I prayed. And then when I went to my MRI last, the first time I went, I had a panic attack. Couldn't get in the machine. It was just too tight. It felt like I was in a coffin or something. So then I had them, um, they was like, that's okay. We can make you another appointment. Some people feel like that. We'll make you a we'll put you in another one and see if you like this one. So the people were really nice. So they <laughs> gave me another one and it was fine. I was in, I was like, it's fine. But they said it wasn't available that night. So I had to make another appointment. So I don't know why the Lord did that, but it, it was a reason for that. So when I went with my mom with me the whole time, cause my husband had to work. I thank the Lord for her for just being there for me and being mm -hmm. there, being able to take me. Um, I had to take a pill to have me relax so that I wouldn't be so um, nervous. So when I got in the machine, I was in there for two and a half hours, and I was just praying the whole time. Wow. And I had the gospel music in my ear, but I just kept praying, like, Lord, please help me not to, you know, just trust in you. And I did it. They was like, you're doing so good. And it's five more minutes or ten more minutes. Now we got to do five more minutes. Now we got to do And I was just praying the whole time in there, and I just thanked the Lord for just giving me a peace. Mm -hmm. And um, I just was able to um, go back and tell the ladies who I pray with in the morning who are not saved that, God does answer prayer because I was praying with them every morning and I came back on Friday and I was like I want you ladies to know that God really do answer prayer because mm -hmm. we were praying about my MRI and God answered my prayer there was nothing on my MRI mm -hmm. everything was good my brain they said no seizures no blood clots no nothing all the stuff I was worried about none of that they said the only thing was a little cyanitis um, in my up in here so I have to get that taken care of but it was nothing serious so I just thank the Lord for your prayers and I just thank the Lord for just giving me a peace. And I was so happy. I was at work <laughs> jumping up and down. And like, what's wrong, Miss Riley? But a lot of people just prayed for me. And I thank the Lord for that. And I thank the Lord for the people at my job that prayed. And I just, I just thank you so much, sweet communion, because we may be a small church, but I trusted that I knew the Lord had faithful people praying for me. And that's what mm -hmm. kept me at peace because the Lord kept saying, you have sweet communion praying for you. What are you worried about? They pray, and you know I'm going to be there for you, and he was there for me. And the peace that he gave me, it was just so, 
I just felt so good. I was so happy. And this morning, I just wanted to get the Holy Ghost up here when I was doing the praise team because I was so happy and I was crying, but it was happy tears. Mm -hmm. And then Brisha's gone, and I'm not sad. I was happy about that, that she gone because it was just too much stuff going on in the house with her. Um, I pray that, you know, the Lord will deal with her while she's out there, but I'm so happy that she is gone. It gave me a peace. She stopped over there today, but I'm just glad she was able to go back out the door. But I just thank the Lord that she is gone. Um, but I just pray for her that she will become saved. And I just pray, Lord, I just pray that the Lord will just um, have my husband be saved and my son. So I just pray that, ask you guys to pray for them, Mario and little Mario and big Mario. I know little Mario say he's saved, but I still pray because I remember a time when Pastor Brian was talking about the uh, baptism of Brisha had asked him, could she get baptized? And he said she wasn't ready. And I'm glad he said that because look where she is now. I mean, she would have got baptized and all that stuff and then got out and still did whatever. We, and so I just thank the Lord that we do have to wait. And, and, and I thank the Lord for just helping me to be a parent. I know I did everything I could do for Brisha, and I, I tried hard. But all I can do now is just give her to the Lord and let him deal yeah. with her. But I That's am at right. peace that she is gone because mm -hmm. it just was so much chaos. So mm -hmm. I just want to again thank you guys for all your prayers. Mm -hmm. I do have to comment and, and, and uh, just respond to, to a bit of that. You know, when the Bible speaks about us not worrying, it's not that we don't have a care or concern or even a deep care or concern. And, and uh, I know in my life, that things that happen to you, you are deeply concerned about. Your health, what could be more critical than your own health? And so when those things come into question, it is natural for us to have anxious thoughts about what we don't know. So what God wants us to do is in our concerns and in our anxieties to trust him. And that's a practice. That doesn't just come automatically. That is, now I have this and I need to learn to trust God in it. Give it over to God. Say, God, I've got some things that are too big for me. I cannot handle this. And so I asked you to handle it in my place. And that's what I'm saying is that that is something we practice as believers. We look at different people and we say, well, they don't have any worries. They don't have any concerns. And that's not true. <laughs> that is just not true. Maybe they have learned or are learning to give that over to God. But each time we get those anxieties and, th and that thing, we have to practice giving it over to God. I have to remind myself, take a deep breath. And that's not just physical, that is spiritual. Put this on the Lord and then trust him. In other words, let yourself relax. And I find um, that as I do that, with each incident that comes, I get a peace. I don't get the peace ahead of time. I don't know about you, but I don't get it ahead of time. I've had anxious thoughts. Um, we can call them anxiety attacks, all kinds of things that affect me. And I have to learn in the moment to trust God. In the moment. I can go another day, week, year, whatever, and have another moment. And in that another moment, I've got to learn to trust God. I got to say, God, you are sufficient for my moment right now. And that's an ongoing thing. So 
I appreciate how you spread that out and, and told us about it because I think the, the thing with Debrisha um, comes to that as well is that you have done your responsibility as a parent and in this moment you are saying, Lord, I don't know where her spiritual condition is. I don't even know if she's ready to handle life as she thinks she's is, thinks she is, but I give this over to you to teach her, to help her, to be gracious towards her, um, but to save her. And and that's that's what we do in, in, in trusting God. It's it's so good to, to hear um to hear you share that because I know we've been praying and I know that um um God is using the people here to, to pray and to have that genuine concern with, with each other. And praise God for that. All right. Um Jamara has a testimony, or Dwayne has a testimony, and then we have Naomi with her hand. So we'll, we'll give you, can we trust you with a mic? Okay, after Dwayne, then we'll hear from Naomi. Well, <clears throat> I want to give praise to the Lord and thank him for what he's done in my life and thank him for my church, Sweet Communion. And um, just wanted to say, I want to give praise to the Lord for my wife. She's been there every step of the way with me, watching over me, taking care of me. And she won't even let me go outside without her. So I just praise God for her because she don't have to do it. She, you can get out there, do it yourself. You got to get stronger and stronger anyway, but she helps me mm -hmm. and I praise her for I praise God for that for her mm -hmm. and um, I was supposed to be seeing the doctor on the 8th um, he called me and switched appointments and um, so I was supposed to be seeing him March 8th day after my birthday <laughs> <laughs> I hope <laughs> my voice is back by then but I'm gonna just wanna let the church know I don't always talk like this. Today, for some reason, I'm sounding raspy and hoarse. But a lot of times, you know, I got my voice back, forming words in the right way that they need to be formed. Mickey said she got me on the tape. He talking to her. She said, oh, you sound good. You sound good. You know, and then sometimes when I talk to people, they say, oh, Joanne, you sound like yourself. You sound like yourself. That's when my voice is rested and I ain't talking so much. <laughs> I was going to say that, but. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, church. I can't help it. It's like I got something always to say. <laughs> and I praise God for that because that gonna help me out when I come to talk to somebody about him. I have something to say. And he said in this world, always be prepared to have something to say. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you know, there's a verses in scripture that talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you know, love, joy, peace. I think Gab is in there somewhere, isn't it? The gift of Gab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. but I just want to praise God for Amen. for for his, 
for him, his son, Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. and just praise him even for me, even going through this. I praise him, mm -hmm. give honor, glory to him, because that shows me that I am one of his, because I'm still here, and I'm still able to talk, even though I shouldn't be talking, but I just praise him. Amen. Praise God. Naomi, you're next. Um, I praise God for my family. I praise God for my family for being for, for be there for something that something that I had to do. Cause um, last week I had to do an eye project, and it was supposed to be due on Friday, and I kept forgetting to tell my parents to do it. <laughs> and then um, and then on Thursday I had. I had finally remembered to tell my mom, and we were go and we were gonna go to Walmart, and and I was thankful that we were gonna go to Walmart because I because I had the stuff that I needed to make my eye project, and then my mom my mom mostly helped me on Friday, and on Wednesday actually we went we went on we went to Walmart, and then on Thursday she helped me finish it on. At when it was time for bed, she said we had to finish this, and my dad and my dad was helping me out as well, and and like I was I was thankful for God to help for my parents because they're they're faithful and they're Christians and they know that they need my help. Mm -hmm. Well, they know that I need that I need help. Mm -hmm. Good, good. It's good for you to be thankful for that and recognize that parents that are willing to help. All right. I see your hand, but we're going to wait on you. I'm next. So um, so I was thankful to the Lord because I had been asking the Lord to try to get off my blood pressure medicine, which is not an easy thing. Because once you get on it, they want you to be on it for the rest of your life. So um, anyway, what happened was I had called a couple of weeks prior to my blood pressure medicine being empty. And um, every time I called, they never would fill the prescription. So one week been passed, I didn't have any pills. The next week went past, I didn't have any pills. And so then when I called in the third time, they said, well, why don't you just come on in because I don't know why it's not getting filled or why they're not calling it in or whatever. And so when I got to the doctor's office, um, they took my blood pressure, and it was 110 over 78 after not taking it for three weeks. And so, <laughs> and so um, you know, they said, well, we're going to let you um, try and not take the pills. And so, um, you know, I take amlodipine and nisinopril. A lot of people have blood high blood pressure, take those two. Well, anyway, he took me off of one of them, and I don't have to take that one anymore. And um, one number was rising a little bit, so he kept me on that one. But my prayer is to totally be off, off of them, um, the medication. And um, my other prayer was, you know, um, people have challenges, and, and, and last week was not a good week for me, especially with a lot of drama at the bus company because um, for whatever reason, my bus has not been running. And so every day they give me a different bus which is it seems like a little thing but when you're getting on a different bus every day you don't know if it have gas in it you don't know if it's gonna start you don't know who else's bus it is they get on the bus and they say this is my bus what you doing on my bus and so um you know it just was frustrating me every day when I would wake up to get ready to go to the bus company I was like Lord I'm gonna be the school bus bomber because <laughs> <laughs> The school bus bomber because <laughs> I'm going to blow this place up because I am tired of them. And them, <laughs> I was so, I 
was so tired of them doing this. I was so mad when I went in Thursday. I went in and I talked to my boss. I was like, this is ridiculous. All I, I'm here every day. I'm here on time. All I ask is that I have a bus to drive. This is ridiculous. And I was beside myself. I probably shouldn't have let it go that far or get that frustrated with it before I talked to him about it. So anyway, while I was there, they went and found me a bus and said that this was going to be my, it took them a whole hour to find me a bus. And my bu route was an hour late because of that. But they went and found me a bus and said that they was going to um, let me drive that same bus every day until my bus got fixed so that I wouldn't have to deal with the, you know, ups and downs of driving a different bus every single day. But um, I just thought to myself, Lord, why me? I just, you know, it seems like a, a, a petty thing, but when you in it, when you in the midst of it and you getting up every day and you don't know what's going to happen or when it's um, cold weather outside and think about when it's like below zero outside and it's snowy and they tell you, oh, you got bus 53. You don't know on the lot where bus 53 at. You outside looking all over for it. You and, 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 and you don't know if it's, like I said, you don't know if it's going to start. I got on a bus they gave me one day, and the lady got on. She said, what you doing on my bus? This is my bus. So I had to get off the bus. They had to give me another bus. It was just super frustrating to me. And I was, like, very upset about it. And the Lord just had to calm my nerves and say, it's just a bus. <laughs> and um, I had to resolve that issue in myself because it was, it was, it was, it was just racking my brain. And I just was like, okay, I'm finna quit. I'm finna leave. I'm not finna do this every day. So it was very, um, uh, um, it, it caused me a lot of anxiety. And um, I was wondering why the Lord had me go through the anxiety. And I just had to learn that, you know, things aren't always the way you want them to be. And God sometimes just be testing your response to it. And he just be wanting to see, how are you going to respond in this situation? How are you going to deal with this? Are you going to go in and, and, and just, you know, lose your mind and tell them off? Or what is it, what is your real goal in being frustrated? Are you frustrated because you ain't able to, to share the gospel? It ain't, it ain't one of those kind of things. It's frustrated because it's something that's self-centered about me that I'm trying to get to and that I want to happen. So, But I just thank the Lord that even in that, that um, I was able to, um, talk to them and talk about it and kind of get it resolved. But I just thought this week it had me going through so many ups and downs. And, you know, you realize that week, your week is just not a straight line. It just, it goes like this sometimes. Mm -hmm. And um, the Lord, he'll see you through. And I just thank him for this, seeing me through this week because it was a rough week for me. So I'm thankful. Amen. <laughs> Our experiences, good to share those and to, to see how God is working um, in our lives and how he wants us to trust him and depend on him through everything that we go through in our lives. We're going to close in a word of prayer. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for this time together. We pray that the testimonies that's been shared, might uh, you might use them as we think on them, reflect on them during the week, reflecting on how you are active and working in lives in common situations, some that are just may be uh, frustrating everyday situations and some that are uh, very, very challenging for different reasons. And so, Lord, help us to trust you in every circumstance of our lives and bring you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.